Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today I'm talking with Jeff Baumgartner about Frontier's new YouTube TV deal and bundle and what the competitive implications are of that decision. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to What's the Story? Hey, Kelsey. How are you? Good to be with you. Good. Just um, powering through some allergies. I promise I haven't, like, started smoking a pack a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll power through it. No, you're doing okay. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Um, So you have some updates on uh, Frontier and YouTube TV uh, kind of bundle. What's going on there? Yeah, so you, uh, Frontier Communications, which has been very um, focused on a fiber build out and broad, kind of a broadband first company, uh, first got together with YouTube TV uh, over a year ago to, to offer it as a video option that could ride on their uh, their broadband service. And they've kind of ta- they've taken it to a different level, I guess you could say. Um, so instead of just using it as uh, an option, like, hey, broadband customer, if you want a TV service, here's an idea. They uh, went to kind of a uh, direct or a integrated billing approach where if you're a Frontier customer, you can not only get YouTube TV, but get it on your uh, uh, on the same bill. So just makes it a little bit easier, kind of a different uh, way to spin the bundle from, from their standpoint, at least for broadband and uh, TV. And I checked with them, and they, they, last year they were also presenting options for DirecTV Stream and also Dish as a uh, satellite TV option. But moving forward, uh, yeah, Frontier is considers YouTube TV their main video option. So you know, connecting with a third party, and you know, we, we are seeing a lot of this in general. Um, a lot of broadband operators, cable operators, even that uh, maybe don't want to put as much uh, emphasis on their pay TV product, we'll be teaming up with some of these virtual MVPDs and um, kind of seeding a lot of that business to them through like a partnership or a referral. You know, maybe they'll get a bounty um, in exchange. Now, I'm not sure what, beyond the billing integration, if there's like a revenue share or how deep the relationship is, but it is uh, uh, definitely a step beyond where they were a little bit over a year ago and mm-hmm. yeah. And then tied in, they were uh, kind of taking a dig at uh, or uh, targeting the old cable uh, broadband pay TV bundle that, you know, we've, we uh, know much about. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, Hey, we were kind of bundling unbundling, I think is kind of how you look at it. Um, and interesting timing. I think they're going to, offer like 10 bucks off YouTube TV for new customers. Uh, I think there's a deal for existing customers who are switching to YouTube TV. And interestingly enough, it comes just as YouTube TV 
raise their price by eight dollars a month. So yeah, I, I can remember say, if you're a subscriber. Yeah. yeah, we just got that notification that it was going to go up. I think when we first started with them, it was maybe like thirty-five a month, and now well, you started way in the early days. Yeah, like right when mm -hmm. it came out, and then yeah. shortly after that, it had been pretty much doubled. Um, yeah, so <laughs> feeling the burn now. So that's nice that they're offering like a, a discount for new customers. Did they say um, why YouTube TV specifically over some other options? Yeah, they, they didn't address specifically why YouTube TV was the uh, the pick as kind of their primary partner for this and then doing this deeper integration. Um, I mean, my, my sense is, uh, you know, Google and YouTube TV are trying to uh, put together these kind of deals to uh, attract um, more customers, do these kind of partnerships. Uh, to boost their uh, subscriber levels, because I think among virtual MVPDs, uh, you know, YouTube's TV is right up there at like five million. I don't know they were calling them subscribers and trailers <laughs> about uh, <laughs> a few months ago, but uh, uh, you know, I think that they're they're actually one of the you know they're actually uh, growing customers, and the reviews I've seen are pretty good for it. Um, but apparently. Uh, you know, Frontier is also promoting these others, but I went to their TV page. I, I didn't see Dish or DirecTV mentioned anywhere. <laughs> so, Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm not sure how openly they're promoting any of that, but it just feels like, yeah, YouTube TV is kind of front and center now <laughs> for Frontier on, on the TV side. And, uh, you know, and I think it's, yeah, for them to kind of come out with this new bundle is interesting because the on the cable TV on the cable side, at least with Comcast and Charter, there's like the lead bundle is becoming broadband and mobile versus broadband and uh, TV uh, because of all the cord cutting um, and uh, a lot of more growth coming from the mobile side for those guys. Uh, but Frontier uh, right now they're kind of they have not. Uh, put together a mobile bundle. It, it kind of comes up on their earnings reports and their position has been, uh, well, you know, if, if we hear from our customer base that it's something they really, really want, it's something, you know, we wouldn't pre be prevented from doing anything, just nothing's imminent. Um, it, it just feels like they're really zero or they're laser focused on, their broadband strategy and building out the uh, doing the fiber upgrades and, and uh, building that part of the business. And this way they can have a pay TV service without having to do a whole lot of work other than the building mm -hmm. integration that they just did. Right. Yeah. I, and I also like, I don't feel like we need, I mean, I'm sure more will come out in the future, but I, I feel like there's, and you would know better than anyone <laughs> been a lot that have like kind of come and gone. Um, and it's it's a tough market, I think, to um, get into if you're brand new. Yeah. Oh, from like a, a virtual MVPD standpoint. Yeah. 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 There's a few that are yeah, doing okay. They're kind of hanging on. They're they're taking up some of the slack that that's coming out of the traditional pay TV side. They're not. No, it's not like a one for one replacement on those subscribers. But if you look at 
traditional pay TV virtual versus the virtual MVPDs. One side is definitely uh, losing customers, and the other one is growing. But the you know the rate of growth is uh, definitely slowing down. But you know to your point, you know Sony had a uh, service called uh, PlayStation View for a while, and uh, yeah, they eventually got out of that that business. Um, yeah, and I think, um, you know, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I think one thing that um, YouTube TV does really well is their DVR feature of sometimes they just like save the rest of a show that you were in the middle of um, without you even, you know, requesting it, um, which is nice because sometimes I'm like, oh, I forgot to, to DVR that, but there it is. Um, and then, you know, you can add so many shows and movies uh, to your DVR. Right. And they're, you know, they're there for quite a while. Um, so that's really nice. Um, but not a cord cutter yet. Or you're still sticking with paid TV, even though they've raised the price. It's been interesting to see how the virtual MVPDs, they've all had to raise prices through the years um, after being kind of a low cost option or billing themselves as such. Mm-hmm. It feels like the, uh, the cost of programming, they're finally catching up to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, we still need to make a margin <laughs> on these right. products yeah. uh, to, to take to handle the uh, the higher cost of uh, programming. But, yeah, when you start getting into that 60, 70 dollar range, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's starting, starting to get close the, to, to yeah. what cable costs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I, I was actually thinking about that um, this week. I'm like, what are there some streaming um, channels that we can, um, maybe cancel for a little bit, or, you know, I just feel like it is getting pretty expensive between that and having Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus and some of that's bundled, but, um, I think it's starting to add up. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are kind of going through that exercise that you're going through where you're like, okay, can I keep everything? Do I need to Mm-hmm. drop something uh, to, to balance out the cost a little bit um, to the point where would you drop like a pay TV service, uh, a multi-channel pay TV service or like, well, you know, Hulu, do I need it? Or mm-hmm. you know, Netflix, do I need it for you know, a month? And maybe you, you kind of bounce around <laughs> based on uh, the different series you happen to be watching. Uh, so, you know, a little more management now on, um, if you're doing a lot of self bundling, I think. Right. Yeah. And I have to really think like how badly do I want to watch which show, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, cause they're all yeah. on different platforms and it yeah. would just cost a fortune to have all of them. Um, so anything else that you wanted to add about frontier in terms of, you know, how this shapes up to the competition, you mentioned that some other, um, folks are, are focusing on like mobile bundles, but um, do you think this is a, a pretty good move for them? Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty easy move for Frontier to do this if they want to uh, continue have some sort of um, involvement in the video side without having to go through the cost and headache of standing up and maintaining your own pay TV service and, and doing all the contracts and and the platform, you know, getting set-top boxes and all that stuff. Uh, I think we're, we'll probably see a, a little bit more of that um, for, for some 
broadband service operators. Um, yeah, at, at the same time, some are willing to do like an upgrade to a managed IPTV service, but it's kind of all over the board um, right now. But, you know, Frontier is one example is laser focused on broadband and uh, makes a good, I think it makes a good fit if they have no intention or interest in doing pay TV on their own. Right. And it seems like an easy thing to kind of add or, or take away if they needed to. Um, I mean, relatively, but anyway, uh, thanks Jeff. This has been interesting. And, and now I got to go like write down all my streaming services and figure out <laughs> what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. Go manage you all your pros and cons and figure it out. Okay. Well, good. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks Kelsey. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Jeff, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our wonderful producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.